am excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samir Sridharan. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Hello there, everyone. Very happy to be here. So let's talk about lymphatic system, shall we? So what is a lymphatic system? And we have been actually sharing a lot of posts with you about the lymphatic system and about how it actually, what are the functions of the lymphatic system and what are the causes of um, adenoid and tonsil enlargement. So those are the posts that you have been seeing this week. And today I wanna actually share with you a little bit more about why we need to take care of the lymphatic system. What is it first? and why we need to take care of it so that we can take care of our health. So as you know, um, a lot of people actually think of so many different ways of taking care of their health, like eating well, um, exercising, um, you know, getting sun exposure and so many different things, right? Even with today's uh, environment that we live in with the COVID, the pandemic and uh, having to deal with all of these things, uh, there's always that question as to how can I stay healthy despite the situation? How can I actually prevent this from happening? Can I prevent this from happening to me? Uh, can I make, you know, is it possible for me to make it mild for me? Can I actually uh, do anything at all? Do I have any control over this, over my body? Or do I have no control? Am I just at the mercy of the virus or this environment? So that's the reason why I wanted to bring this topic to you. So what is the lymphatic system? So the lymphatic system is something that, um, so the lymphatic system is something that runs all over your body. There are many different lymphoid tissues and organs that constitutes this lymphatic system. And this is something that kind of um, is like your arterial and venous system. So it's like arteries and veins and runs in close proximity to them all through our body. And so this lymphatic system, what it does is it actually helps in removal of waste and toxins from the cells and helps them be eliminated from our body, you know, to outside. So this is the role of the lymphatic system. And there are no blood tests that can show you how your lymphatic system is working. There are blood tests that actually show how much WBCs you have, how many lymphocytes you have. Lymphocytes are kind of part of the lymphatic system. That's the name why you hear this uh, term lymphocytes. Um, but there are no real tests to know how your lymphatic system is working. So which means that a lot of people don't know how their lymphatic system is working. Do you know how your lymphatic system is working? Do you know what are the problems you can have if your lymphatic system isn't functioning properly? This is a very important topic because one of the most common causes for cancer is a dysfunctioning lymphatic system. Did you know this? So, and this is so very important to discuss and to understand what we can do to have a healthy functioning lymphatic system, to know how our lymphatic system is functioning currently and what are the things that we can do on a regular basis to improve its function as well, right? 
So what is the lymphatic system first? Like what are the different organs that constitutes the lymphatic system? So I'm gonna actually go from you know top to bottom. So from here, so behind uh, in the nose, behind your nose pretty much inside, there is a lymphatic tissue called as the adenoids. And then as we go down into our throat, there is a tonsil that's actually responsible as well. There is a, that's a lymphoid tissue as well. And then as we go down, there are a lot of lymph nodes in our neck and there are lymph nodes in our chest. There are lymph nodes um, on our armpits and then there are lymph nodes in our abdomen nodes are you know, uh, pretty much distributed all over the most important organs and they are actually draining toxins and waste from all of these important organs and eliminating them. And then we also have the spleen, the thymus, which is actually right here near the heart. Um, these are also important lymphoid organs in our body. So these, all of these different lymphoid organs work together and, uh, and they actually do many different functions. So the adenoids and the tonsils, which are actually right here and here, the role of them is to make sure that they are catching all the pathogens we are inhaling and ingesting and prevent us from getting sick. So this is our defense barrier. It's like an army that's a defense for a country. So, and that's also another reason why it's very important for us to breathe through our nose and not breathe through our mouth. Because when we breathe through our nose, the air gets filtered through the adenoids and then through, through the tonsils, and then it goes down into the lungs because the lungs do not really have as many of these defense barriers to protect it from these pathogens or even toxins, like, you know, certain types of toxins like carbon monoxide and so on and so forth can really, once it gets into the lungs, it's very hard for us to protect ourselves. And you can actually, people who have pneumonia, bronchitis and all of that, these organs are not functioning optimally and they go into the lungs. So see how intelligent our body is, right? So it actually places the defense way ahead of time, way ahead of the important organs so that it can make sure that it's filtered and it's taken care of before it enters the important organs where it can cause problems. So the adenoids and tonsils are really, really important to make sure that we are staying healthy. So the tonsils are also responsible for protecting our esophagus, the stomach and the digestive system because the tonsil pretty much catches everything that is pathogenic or toxins as we eat them. So when we actually breathe air through the mouth instead of through the nose, what we are doing is we are actually only filtering the air through one lymphoid organ rather than two lymphoid organs. Obviously, two is better than one. And that's the reason why we need to breathe through the nose. And also breathing through the mouth causes us to actually inhale a lot more pathogens and they can actually enter our lungs causing all kinds of problems and bad breath. It can also affect our digestive system and digestion. So if your children don't breathe through their nose when they are sleeping, especially, it's very important for you to pay attention to that and help them do that. And also notice during the day too that they are not keeping their mouth open at all times when they are not speaking or eating. This is something that we see often in children. It just become a habit. You know, they don't really think of it. It just become a habit where they're opening their mouth all the time and they're breathing through their mouth. Uh, but of course, if they have sniffles or if they have nose congestion or if they have adenoid or uh, tonsil enlargement, then they can breathe through their mouth as well because there is not enough airway in order for them to breathe through their nose. This is something that needs to be addressed. 
back even 20 years ago, they used to do a lot of adenoid and uh, tonsil removal. And that's not the case anymore. It used to be routine uh, removal before, and now they've actually reduced it definitely because uh, they've realized that that's not a good idea to do, and it doesn't really provide any benefit, but actually hurts our body. So uh, the one of the important reasons why we don't want to be removing the adenoids and the tonsils is not only that they are actually defense barriers and they protect us, they're also one of the areas where we can actually visually see at least the tonsils and notice whether the lymphatic system is functioning well or not. If the tonsils or the adenoids are enlarged, it's indicated that the tonsil or the adenoid has been overwhelmed, overburdened by toxins as well as pathogens. And there are ways to actually shrink that. And we do this customarily in the office. So if your child or if you know somebody who has a child who has this, uh, tell them that they don't have to have a surgery. That's not the only option. And many people actually go for these surgeries when the child gets strep throat often. And the reason why they're getting strep throat is not because the tonsil is just enlarged. It is because the tonsils are enlarged, which means that they don't have any more capacity to catch the streptococcal bacteria that comes in. And because of that, they keep getting infected. So if instead we actually drain the lymphatic system, we allow for the tonsil and the adenoids to shrink, then they'll have the capacity to catch them back again, which means that they won't get recurrent strep throat. So there is a great way to actually change it rather than just removing them. Because once we remove the adenoids and the tonsils, what's going to happen is you have no idea how your lymphatic system is functioning and you're just hoping and praying that it works well. And if it doesn't, we have other problems. So what are the other problems do we see in our lymphatic system isn't functioning optimally? A lot of people may actually have lymph node enlargements in their neck when they get sick. This is an indicator that the lymphatic system is overwhelmed. Another thing that also happens is the armpit, you know, lymph nodes that actually get swollen or groin lymph nodes getting swollen. Those are all indicators that the lymphatic system hasn't been able to function optimally and we need to help it. So um, very commonly in case of especially breast cancer, uh, most women think that breast cancer happens because there's a problem with the breast. And I'm here going to tell you something very uh, new for you maybe is that it is not a breast disease at all. It's actually a lymphatic and an immune system disease. And there are 13 criteria for someone to develop breast cancer. It actually, you will have to pretty much meet most of those criteria to get breast cancer. You don't just develop breast cancer. So the lymphatic system and it's functioning optimally, there is a very less chance of someone developing breast cancer. So that's how important your lymphatic system is. And that's how important it is for us to take care of it as well. We can't just take it lightly, okay? So what do we do on a regular basis? Do we do anything to actually help our lymphatic system? Do you know anything that you have been doing that works to you know, make your lymphatic system function optimally? Have you been told by your doctor what you need to do to help your lymphatic system? So if you haven't, that means that this is so important, as I've just told you, that even cancers usually occur because the lymphatic system isn't functioning. And this is not just in the case of breast alone. It's also true for other types of cancers like the colon cancer, breast cancer, any type of cancer. If the lymphatic system is properly eliminating waste, and not really overwhelming the organs with waste. And because of that, the cells are not 
um, you know, have lost their intelligence and started mutating, we won't have this problem at all. So this lymphatic system is something that we absolutely must take care of. So some of the things that you can do starting today is get enough sun. And I cannot say this enough because what sun does is it actually warms up our body. It actually penetrates, the vitamin D penetrates the superficial layers of our skin and enters and helps the lymphatic system move. The lymph fluid, because it consists of uh, white blood cells or immune system cells, it also consists of uh, fats. It also consists of toxins and waste because it consists of so many different things. The lymphatic fluid itself is a little bit thicker, you know, so it's not very thin and it doesn't really have a heart associated with it. So it doesn't move very easily. And many a times it's moving against gravity, which definitely makes it a little bit more harder for the lymphatic system to move on their own. So getting enough sun exposure. So if you are a Caucasian, you need at least 30 minutes of sun exposure at any point in time, even if you actually are inside your house, but you're actually getting sun on your skin, that's actually a good thing. Even though you're not really going to get all the benefits of sun exposure when you do that, it's still better, but you should not be applying any sunscreen when you do that. And of course, going out and exercising in the sun is even better, obviously, because you're also moving. So the second thing that you can do is exercise. Exercising is absolutely essential. You know, I've said this time and time and time again. So whenever we are exercising, whenever we are moving, we are actually heating our body up. We are actually moving the lymphatic system, which means that elimination is going to be fantastic from the lymphatic organs, which means that the organs associated with those lymphatic tissues are going to be functioning optimally. Third thing that you can do, even while you're sitting down, is warm to hot water. So even if you're not exercising at other times, and I know that we cannot be exercising 24 hours a day. So what can you do when you're sitting down? And a lot of us are sitting down. So if you're sitting down a lot, what you need to do is we need to drink plenty of warm to hot water during that time, which can actually help our lymphatic system move too. And another thing that I have to mention here is that the lymphatic system is also responsible for psoriasis, um, eczema. It's also responsible for any kind of, even acne for that matter. So many of the skin affections come because of the lymphatic system not functioning optimally. So it's absolutely essential that the lymphatic system functions perfectly, okay? Um, so what uh, are the things what are the tests that you can actually do to find out if your lymphatic system is functioning optimally? There is not that many tests, but there is one specific test that we're going to be talking about a lot next week as to all the benefits of it. It's called as the regulatory thermography. The regulatory thermography is one thing that actually shows what your lymphatic index is, how much lymphatic, uh, you know, how is your lymphatic functioning? How's your lymphatic system functioning? Is the lymphatic terrain index high or low? And where is it more? Is it your neck? Is it your chest? Is it your uh, axilla? Is it your groin? Where is it uh, you know, functioning well and where is it not functioning well? And this is very essential to understand because when we understand what our lymphatic terrain looks like, then we can actually prevent cancers. This is also a, a test that will show somebody who can actually develop cancer seven years prior. So we'll talk more about that next week. So this is something that is a test that anybody and everybody must do in order for us to know what our lymphatic system does and how it's functioning. Another thing that you can do um, is uh, sauna. So saunas, uh, especially infrared 
sauna. It's not any kind of sauna. Infrared sauna, the infrared rays, they have a deep penetration to them. When they actually deeply penetrate the skin and into the lymphatic tissue, they can actually allow for the lymphatic system to move properly and flush. So these are things that you can do at home. And some of the cases that I have seen in my office, I mean, we have actually treated so many patients with uh, tonsil enlargement, with adenoid enlargement, and have shrunk them, okay, visibly shrunk them. Okay, their airway uh, improves, and uh, it even improves their brain development if they are a child, because if the airway is very, very small, that can actually contribute to ADHD and uh, memory issues, focus issues, and so on and so forth. So when we actually work on the airway and when we improve the adenoids and the tonsils, it actually improves their brain functioning as well. Um, many remedies that we use, there are so many remedies that are amazing lymphatic drains. They can actually help move the lymphatic, flush the lymphatic so that they can actually get moving and they can shrink all of these things. And another thing that you can do also is a lymphatic massage. A lot of people actually think, and I did too, that massage is something that you do uh, more for relaxation. But a lot of times massages are therapeutic. So what massages do is they actually help. So a, a good masseuse can actually move the lymphatics around to be able to help them eliminate properly. So a lymphatic massage is absolutely essential as well, especially if you are someone who gets enlargement of the lymphatics in the neck or you know uh, under your jaw or even in the groin area from time to time or when you get sick, it's very important for you to get lymphatic massages as well as maybe do a sauna, get exercise and get enough sunlight. Um, and oh, I was saying about Caucasian 30 minutes and uh, if uh, you, know, you are brown or the darker you are, the longer you need to be in the sun in order for you to get the most benefit and also for your immune system to be functioning well. So these are all the things that you can do. Okay, so I want you to incorporate at least one or two things on a regular basis so that you can get your lymphatic system functioning optimally. And only when your lymphatic system is functioning optimally, you can even prevent infections. Otherwise, because of the load that lymphatic system is carrying, the immune system isn't going to be functioning optimally either. So if you want to prevent infections, if you want to be healthy, then start working on your lymphatic system today. I know you have things to do and places to be, and you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan, and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and health. Until then.